0: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358.
1: Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are, State fortunes are made A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. It's very clear our economy is still in trouble. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Starts are doing everything possible to get the COVID-19 under control so that we can reopen our businesses safely, resume our lives, put this pandemic behind us. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's, it's time about. for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, good morning, everybody, and good morning, Mike Points. Saturday. Yeah, made it through another week. Yep. Did you have a good one? Oh, Nelly. Let me <laughs> tell you. <ya>. Yeah. <laughs> this is
3: one of those weeks where you realize, and I, I know a lot of you professionals and and even you know, non salespeople are are experiencing it this week. This is the week where you forgot that you're supporting staff and. Co-workers and good friends at work all have spring break plans and leave the office, and you don't. And you get to help out with all the stuff that they do during the week. Mm. <laughs> we had, uh, I mean, it was the, the board meeting I was in was basically down to bare bones. The office we operate in, Jason, is is experiencing people going away. I guess it's nice to have them all go away in one week
2: at least yeah you kind of tear the band-aid off uh um, yeah you're just
3: like oh my god
2: i don't want to do this job anymore and then next
3: week they all come back and you're like this is so pleasant right well i love, they'll be, I love all you people and
2: don't forget they'll be well rested right just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed from a little time off yeah yeah, well, yeah we just got through the end of q1 right yeah <laughs> That's it, baby. Yeah. Q1 in the books. Much needed rest for some folks, and so um, just great news. I'm I'm thrilled that uh, we made it through Q1, and things are looking bright. The future looks bright. Um, rates feel like they're trying to trend back down a little bit. I feel like they're... Um, I mean I I said back at the three and three eighths E level that I thought rates were kind of whipsawed upward and that by the time we sobered up and accepted our new reality, I think rates are gonna go right back to about three percent or maybe two point eight seven five. I think the uh, the two and a half era is behind us, at least for this economic cycle. I don't think it's I don't think we're yeah. on there again. But it is nice to see rates easing up a little bit. and um, But, you know, uh, there are, it's a lot like uh, like prices at the gas pump. We use that analogy a lot. You know, they're really rapid to go up and then pretty slow to come down.
3: Yes, indeed. Yeah, and even when you think they're going to come down or, like, all the signs point to they're going to come down more, it's like, wow, let's just see how the week holds out, you know? Let's yeah. just keep these rates right here. And we've talked about this on the show before. It's, you know, many, many banks redid their whole portfolio at something between 2.375 and 2.875 in the last year. Yeah. They are not motivated to redo those loans.
2: <laughs> not now, anyway. No, not, they not need right to start away. Getting,
3: all the servicers are like, they're getting the payments now, they're processing those payments and. And, um, and now the income's flowing back into the investor and they don't want to switch that paper out. And so in addition to what looks better in the economy, just like you said, the gas pump, you know, gas companies are not quick to just drop their rates to sell more gas when that's, that's not really in their, their short run plan.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, well, if you, I think there's something about not wanting to change the prices up while you're in line. So they they want to see the, the meaningful decline last overnight so they can change their sign in the middle of the night when no one's there. And I think mortgage interest rates are kind of the same way. If you lower your rate first thing in the morning and it's not a sustained lowering, then you have to push them back up and it's not great. So... I don't know. And then also right you've heard you've heard the saying or maybe you haven't but um never lock on a Friday. Never lock on a Friday. That's right. It's not always Never lock on a Friday. It's not it's always almost, true, but yeah, the market usually pads a, a little bit to get ready for the weekend and then um you know, cuz the data's all over and then we sort of have an idea of what's coming next week to be able to get yep. ready and see how the market opens up. Um and yeah. I think
3: most of us don't want to work on Friday. Huh? <laughs> I mean, most of us don't want to work on Friday. Speaking of the economy getting better, forbearance declines are at the largest they've been in six months, Jay. So
2: you um, worded that like a tricky headline. Declines yeah, decline. are at the largest. Yeah. It was like prop
3: 19. Right.
2: Oh my goodness. You have a future writing ballot, uh, language. Um, I do. I do hate those things. No, <laughs> oh, They're so I tricky. Have
3: to, I have to read them out loud to myself. Like I'm in fourth grade again.
2: Yep. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get each sentence here. They kind of matter. Right. Yeah. So
3: that means they do want us to not do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. The, um, yeah, the forbearance agreements. I mean, this is or forbearance um, numbers. It is definitely nice to see those numbers go down, and it's been kind of a steady decline each week when we give the the mm-hmm. update on the show. It's been nice to report that it's a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less, and so um, this week again, it's a little bit less. It declined by six basis points, down to um, only. About two and a half million homeowners where six weeks ago it was about 2.6 million homeowners so um, and we crossed a pretty critical threshold there on march 31st um is your each each uh forbearance plan had like a three-month issuance and then you could get renewed um in three-month increments and so each month um you know, we're, we're seeing the numbers go down a little bit and it's good news. And, you know, the head scratcher though, um, also this week at the tail end of the week we saw, and one of the reasons why interest rates were a little bit better this week was tied at least in part to, um, the initial jobless claims, which, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) kind of funny. I was going to ask you, um, If you heard about people losing jobs right now, and if so, what industry are they in besides mortgage and real estate? Um, Yeah, initial jobless claims this week um, actually increased a little bit um, by 16,000 up to 744,000. And. you know, I was reading that I I did the old copy and paste into my notes and and as I was mm-hmm. looking at that I just it reminds me that um man, we're in a tight spot as as a country when you have 750,000 people a week seeking new first-time unemployment benefits. That is a lot of people that are that lost work this week and i kind of joked that maybe they were um in the mortgage business you know mortgages slowing down That, um, you know, with incoming applications being down across the board, you know, this little just bump up in rates that occurred in a really short period of time um, just sort of made, you know, like, well, I mean, I can tell you, I had several phone calls this week where people called in and said, hey, I hear it's a great time to refi and i said you know you're a little late to that party um for some people it's uh it still is a good time maybe not the ideal time as a few months ago you could have gotten a rate near two and a half and today the rate's just over three um but, you know, if you have a rate that's over, you know, probably, I don't know, what, three and three quarters, three and five-eighths, three and three-quarters, four, um, then, yeah, maybe maybe you do still want to refi. But a, a handful of the calls that I got this week are from people that have a three and a half or a three and three-eighths that are like, hey, I really want to refi. And we crunch down the numbers, and now nah, we're not. There's not enough savings yet um, to justify the cost of doing a refi. So, um, it's interesting. I we I still well,
3: think I, I I think that the refinances I'm seeing come out of the woodwork now, Jay, are the ones that just didn't quite have their income dialed in last year or they were directly affected by the pandemic. Yep. And they're like, "Let me just get on the end of this train. I'll take the caboose seat. That's fine." but I got to get something better. Um, and we've talked about it on the show many times, the amortization table, you know, if you're five or six years into your loan, it's crazy how much, and and you have mortgage insurance and you're just used to making a certain type of payment, even a three or $400 decrease, which we can see resetting your amortization to a new 30 year loan and removing mortgage insurance can be very helpful right now. Um, I think the most I'm seeing right now is the debt management side of things, which is just like, Hey, we, we didn't really think it was going to be this long and we put some stuff on credit because we just, you know, didn't want to, we didn't want to acknowledge the fact that this pandemic could last a full year and it has, and it's still lasting. So what do we do about cleaning up 30 to 20 to $30,000 in credit card and and personal loan debt.
2: Yeah. I had a, I had a couple of interesting pre-approvals for purchase this week. Um,
3: That's what we should talk about for sure.
2: Yeah. Two, two separate, completely unrelated young people. I'm going to call them young because they're um, in their late twenties. Both of which moved in back in with their parents Um, at first opportunity uh, during COVID, right? Like lease came up and they were kind of spooked about, you know, work and whether income would be dependable or whatever. So they move in with their parents and then save their entire paycheck for, um, in one case, um, a whole year now. I'm seeing a... 29 year old person show up with eighty five thousand dollars in savings and i'm like yeah so we gotta and and working right this job managed to to cover and um but now saying hey i should i should buy a house you know my income stable and good and i've now saved a pretty good down payment and um I don't, I certainly didn't contemplate that that would be a side effect of this as people hunkering down back into their childhood home and ending up saving uh, a significant down payment over the course of the year. That's pretty great.
3: I have one I'm closing on um, on Friday like that where the, the dad has got a couple rental properties and he just decided to have his kids stay there for about a year. No, no charge to rent. He's fortunate enough that he doesn't have a mortgage on it. The dad, and, uh-huh. you know, they they saved up fifty grand.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah.
3: I think there's a threshold too. There's all these first-time homebuyers that I talk to that it's just so hard for them to save up more than twenty k. You know, like they think it's they think like they've got to live for today, or they've got so many student loan debts. Or for some reason, they thought of like getting a new Chevy. You know, C seventy one was a good idea and that truck payment's crazy. But as soon as you get over a certain threshold where you start to realize, hey, I can save a thousand bucks a month, it's crazy how fast it builds up. Yeah. You know, and I that's what I tell people that come to me and aren't quite ready to get pre-approved. Like the number I get them that they're actually approved for is like three eighty five and four to four twenty. And that they're just not gonna get A lot of great options at that price point in this county and i tell them hey look here's what you're paying now in rent and here's what you're paying if you get a mortgage today and that difference is about 900 bucks why don't we save 900 bucks a month for the next seven or eight months and i'll check in with you and if you've done that successfully then you're really ready to get a house you know because i I would hate for you to get into a house basically what we're talking about is Sticker shock, right, Jay? Yep. And so people get in these houses and they're like, yeah, we can make that work. And then yeah, you know, sure enough, the water heater breaks down month two, and then there's some rodents in the attic that they didn't see during the home
2: inspection. And don't forget about my favorite example. You need a root canal. <laughs> you do like the root canals. They're expensive. Have you ever had to buy a root canal? I've never had to buy a root canal. Well, I have, and it's like yeah. four grand or something. And
3: that's not that's not really covered on most insurances, I would imagine.
2: Oh, come on, dental insurance is like, oh, great, and here's fifty bucks. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah. So now <laughs> the bill's three thousand nine hundred fifty. Yeah.
2: Thank you. That's amazing. How do you take <laughs> payment plans? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right. maybe it wasn't that much i mean i do think it was like three grand though it's a lot of money you have to plan ahead for things like a root canal well, i mean i guess unless you have some amazing amazing insurance
3: yep yep
2: yeah but yeah um, so
3: these these pre-approvals came in and and you were saying um they saved up money and now they're ready to buy a house with what five to ten percent down
2: yeah Yeah, I think, you know, one of them already had some pretty good savings and managed to save enough to be able to put 20% down on a $550,000 house. Now, that being said, that's kind of hard to do if you want to live in San Luis Obispo. Um, You know, you're at that price point, sadly, you're probably condo shopping. Um, but. You know, there's other parts of the county where you could probably get yourself into a home for that. I mean, not probably, definitely. Um, but, yeah, so just great news. I mean, I, I looked at that and thought, well, that's a that's a fantastic byproduct. Is we had some people that hunkered down for family time and, and health and and safety and managed to save enough money to, to change their financial picture pretty radically. Um, I, I like that. I hope we see more of that. Um, and speaking of yeah. speaking of COVID, I've got another COVID update for you. Well, it's a partial update. I'll give you that. Um, this okay. week, uh, the CFPB proposed a rule to prevent mortgage servicers from initiating foreclosure against delinquent borrowers until after December 31st of 2021. So yeah. it's a proposal at this point, but they're, they're wanting this rule to apply to all mortgages, federal and private, on any principal residence. Um, mm-hmm. And they're estimating that somewhere in the ballpark of about 1.7 million borrowers would otherwise be at risk of foreclosure around September. Um, that's when the current forbearance um, program ends. Um, be you know possible to have that extended again, but um, the concern is just that there's plenty of people that are uh, still having issues, and um, you know I I think one of the questions though is at what point. You know, and I guess it, I guess it is got to be tied more to how much of the economy is open. And, um, that sure does seem to be dominating most of the conversations lately is just, you know, the, the new narrative is, is around, um, the reopening of businesses, um, and just in general, I think most segments of the economy benefiting from increased vaccination, uh, easing government restrictions, and just, I think, a general um, comfort. People are getting more comfortable with being out and about, um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, we're, we're definitely seeing that. And, and also that, that jobs report that we got last week also, you know, backed that up is that the leisure and hospitality industry led the way in the job gains, um, you know, for two months in a row, I mean, leisure and hospitality added 280,000 jobs last month. So
3: yeah. And they, the jobs that are way, obviously way behind, you know, yeah. needed, very needed and you know i i got my first shot this week first vaccine shot you did in in paso robles yeah
2: how'd it go are you hurt
3: i it didn't hurt i i'll tell you what though i right about eight i got it at one o'clock on on wednesday and right about eight o'clock i passed out like a kid on the couch Mm. so my body just got so tired um but no real pain I had a little bit of, like, traps, like upper neck, upper back, and and back pain that was abnormal. I thought that was just my day, you know? That
2: stress. That's where I but stress, right there.
3: Yeah. And and then now I woke up the next day and nothing. No Good.
2: Well, congratulations on getting round one of your vaccine, Mike. That's great.
3: Thanks. News. Yeah, there was a line. There was a constant line at CBS in Paso Robles.
2: And you just walked up and lifted up your shirt and they stabbed you with the needle?
3: Uh, I mean, to a degree, those things happened. Yeah. But it, there was a check in process, obviously. Yeah. You had to make an appointment. And um, yeah, the gal was done. Like literally, they just double checked, took your a temperature, sat down, just like you would sit down to check your blood pressure out of CVS or a, or a grocery store. And the gal, pulled my sleeve up and gave me the the uh, injection. You have to wait for about 15 minutes. They're hoping you don't go into anaphylactic shock while you're driving. Right. And so then I did that. I brought my laptop with me, and I got some work done and got out of there.
2: Set up a refi and then split.
3: <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the lady that was doing vaccinations was saying, you know, I'm having a big surge of income lately.
2: <laughs>
3: I'd, like to, I'd like to get a refinance. Yeah. And that's how you know use a
2: two-year average. That's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, that's right. funny. You're funny, Mike. All right. Hey, we got to do a, a commercial break here. And there's obviously more to talk about this hour, more to come. Um, I did kind of want to talk a little bit about that jobs report. And then also um, there was some news this week on that uh, adverse market refinance fee that we've been talking about that um, – raised interest rates to every refire uh, man that kind of helped put us in the boat that we're in today but anyway yeah. we're gonna go ahead and do a, a commercial break here and we'll be back in just a minute stick around
1: mortgage matters will be back in just a few seconds stay tuned
4: more from the mortgage experts from central coast lending in just seconds Hey Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast. The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're gonna miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772 6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit that's 805-772-6786
2: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We're using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
4: Just call 503 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending.
0: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three 328-358. In these times of economic
5: turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley and Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over thirty years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Come to Blakesley and Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and
2: Paso Robles. Member FINRA and. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
4: Just call five four three log We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast
0: Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending. Act. NMLS number 328358. You're listening to
1: Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. I'm Mike. back and I'm off, I'm off mute. <laughs> you're you're really getting good at that. Yeah. You know what I saw today oh, that was so funny? Um, did you see the I assure you I'm not a cat um, Zoom disp- deposition? No. Okay. I'm going to find this and send it to you because it, it just shouldn't be missed. But apparently somebody that was being deposed by some attorneys, like the attorneys from both sides and a, a mediator were, I think a mediator were um, deposing a guy who um, was using, he, he said using his niece's laptop and um, it had a cat filter on. So he was like talking as a cat. Oh my
3: gosh, you're kidding me.
2: I mean, I can't. I can't believe that it's real, but I was assured that it was. And in either case, it's really funny as he's like, (laughs) I assure you, I'm not a cat. Um, Pretty funny. Anyway, that is good. Oh, zoom. I'm still having to do plenty of zoom meetings myself. And uh,
3: I like the zoom meetings. Do you? I mean, they're not the same, but here's the thing. You save a little bit of time not having to park not having to have them come in not having to have them like get familiar with your area they're a little bit more comfortable with what i'm saying you know Sure. they're in their own space and that's really all we want and when we initially meet someone is to let them know hey listen i'm like a fiduciary for you i i know there's a lot of people that do this job that just want to make their next paycheck but at central coast lending that's not how we roll you know we we want to have the same client be in our database for 20 years. I want you to refer me to your cousin, your niece, your nephew. I want your agent to like me. And so just getting comfortable, I think, is easier in Zoom than it is in an office setting. Because an office is like, okay, this is an interview. I better, you know, we got to get the loan. Yeah. And it's still the same stuff is still happening on the Zoom call, but it feels a lot more relaxed. But
2: you're, yeah, but you're sitting at your dining table and, you know able to just answer the questions and engage without all the pressure
3: yeah and assure me that you're not a cat
2: right yeah, yeah i i can see that i just i don't know i think it's weird the like the laptop camera do you have a camera or do you use the laptop camera
3: i've got a i've got a camera that is it's own i've got a special camera it's mm-hmm. an hd live camera and it's got its own
2: cool mic attached to it see maybe i need to do that because i always you know i feel like i don't know where to look and the camera's not great and then the, the angle of my laptop monitors like it's too far closed and then i got a glare but that's my camera so i'm trying to type and can't see
3: well that's us all call a spade a spade too when that zoom call comes in and you get your reminder you're like oh my gosh i have like laundry behind me and <laughs> You know, like my camera can spin, I can pivot it to like, so that they just can't see the laundry, you know, That's but then so there funny. I am.
2: I don't have laundry in my office, so no big deal for me. I don't have to worry about that. But every now and again, you know, like a kid or somebody goes by in the background or like, mom, I'm hungry. I'm like, oh, I want goodness. a professional zoom call if you don't <laughs> mind. Oh, anyway. right.
3: Right. So, uh, jobs report.
2: Yeah, boom. How's that? How's that? Almost a million jobs added in March. That's pretty exciting. I'm rounding up. Sure. You said almost. Almost. 916,000 jobs added in March, and the the unemployment rate declined a little bit, as did the underemployment rate decline a little bit, and also – They upwardly revised January's jobs report up about 156,000 jobs. And like we teased earlier in the show, the strongest gains were in the leisure and hospitality. um, And then also um, doing very well is the construction sector of the economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty great. That um, that's the fastest, uh, pace of job growth we've had since last summer um and you know i guys we we made it through winter um you know there i keep thinking how absolutely bizarre this year has been um Mm -hmm. with uh we had no idea how long this was going to last in march when we started into the shutdowns and um thought that climate would play a really big part in COVID. And to some extent it did. Um, but also the time of year, like, you know, there were spikes because of people getting together um, at graduation parties and at 4th of July parties and then at Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And um, so, Man, but now we've basically been through all the seasons. And so it's, I just, when I was reading this report, I just thought it was really interesting that um, last summer was big time. And then now here we are coming into summer. Um, And um, so basically sun's coming out and we're hiring more, um, creating these jobs. But yeah, the, the unemployment rate fell to 6%. And um yeah, we're we're doing better, I suppose. It's just just incrementally getting better, and it's good to it's good to see that.
3: Yeah, w- will you also feel like there's this whole there's this whole change? It's psychological too, right? Like 2020 is bye bye, it's gone. The and I'll touch on this very briefly. I don't expect for us to talk about it much, but the the new president is in the office, right? the vaccines are like everyone knows someone that's had a vaccine.
2: Sure. Yeah. I know more people that have been vaccinated than I do people that had COVID. So that's good.
3: Yeah. That's the right way it should be. That's the way it should be. And so, you know, you, and then also you've got like, you're seeing it in our industry, people are, are very much for sellers of real estate. People are very much ready to just, move on. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I am just baffled and I, I want to make sure we touch on this. The housing market right now is crazy. It's a white talking. It's crazy. I mean, it is not uncommon and these real estate agents, God love them. They're starting the houses off lower than they should even be listed for on purpose to create this piranha like, frenzy on offers so that they can wait a week to multiple counter 10 people
2: can i be the one to go on the record and say i'm frustrated with that that is terrible i feel like as a as somebody that's just working with buyers that are discouraged by a white hot seller's market that and you're Like you say that, I think anecdotally, I mean, I've not talked to any realtors that said that was their strategy, um, that they're purposefully coming in under market, knowing that they're going to really create a lot of activity. Um, And I mean, I guess, I guess to some degree, if you work just for the seller, right, I mean, you mentioned earlier, I'm your fiduciary. That um, if yeah. if you're the principal to the seller and you're going to, you just have their very best interests at heart I guess creating that um, and using like you said piranha and I, my mind immediately pictured somebody just lobbing a t-bone steak into a piranha filled pond and just yeah. watching sheer chaos ensue and that's a pretty accurate depiction of what's going on right now um, and it's super frustrating and discouraging for buyers and, you know, what's crazy? I mean, first of all, it feels unnecessary. Um, a properly priced home is going to get a ton of activity anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I the buyers that I'm working with right now, which are literally dozens, are, um, are just exhausted by the market. Um, you know, we're seeing people are... Uh, Like I literally, this is, this is a hundred percent fact. I had a client this week tell me um, that his thought was they need to lower, they can, they're pre-approved and can afford about an $800,000 house. So we're talking like move up home in the North County. Okay. Yep. Yep. His strategy now they went in on an $800,000 house and lost out we don't even know how much yet because it hasn't closed but they were super disappointed um, that they didn't even get countered with an over offer um, asking price right or offer mm-hmm. price um, they ended up saying you know what we're gonna do now is we're gonna drop our search into the $700,000 range so that we can offer offer 800,000. And I was just like, absolutely shaking my head, going, "Man, this is crazy." Uh, yeah, we, why
3: we, should those houses cost eighty thousand more?
2: Right, but it's a supply and demand issue, you know. And we've talked about this on the show for years. We spent mm-hmm. way too much time not building enough homes, and mm-hmm. we're paying the real price now. And um, yep, it's. It's so difficult for me to see the end in sight. There was a couple of houses in my neighborhood of South Atascadero recently that came on, and one of them I thought surely was radically underpriced. Um, And again, I don't know what it sold for because last I heard they had a dozen offers, half of which were cash, um, that were well. One of the people we heard said that they were told by the realtor um, in like a sort of off the record way. Well, don't even bother writing an offer if you're not going to be at least 50,000 over, which is about 8% over asking price.
3: That's, yeah, um, I'm glad you mentioned the percentage. Thank yeah, you. it
2: said, if you're not at least you know we already have somebody that's fifty k over, which was about eight percent of the sales price of if you're not going there, save your ink, and I just thought, man, that is unbelievable. And then shortly thereafter, somebody else listed a home for over a million bucks that I thought so the first one I thought, well, that was really underpriced and felt like what you said, creating the piranha frenzy um and then a couple days later somebody listed a home for over a million dollars that i thought was well overpriced and again because i'm like well connected in the realtor community i heard from a few people some of the details of the offers and backup offers that were all cash at asking that felt like it was overpriced so the value like the real estate value um is just i mean i the definition of pure market value is a, what a willing seller and willing buyer will agree on. Um, but you don't even need an appraisal in those transactions. And it just, I just, I'm completely astonished at how hot this market is right now. And, um, that's in spite of rates being a little bit higher. Uh, and I just wonder what gives, where, where and what, well, there's, there's,
3: there's frustration now being put towards the feds. If there's those in the economic world are saying, you know, a lot of this has to do with the feds. And I'm thinking, how's that possible? But
2: for holding rates so low, so long.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But as you know, I mean, the feds don't control the mortgage rates, but they do have a very, very large impact on rates in general. Yeah. And, and they're. I mean, this is just asset inflation to a T it's, it's, it's really it, – so here's another scenario that's happening, Jay. So let's take it one step further down the cycle of the sale. Okay, so you got the house for 80000 more than it was listed for. Your your offer got accepted, and you saw that the multiple counters said you had to waive your appraisal contingency to even get it at this high. So these oh, agents oh, are now – Oh,
2: yeah, I wanted to tell you um, that couple that I told you at 800000 they were told in the multiple um counter scenario that oh well the those people that were like involved in the counters came in waiving the right to an appraisal and a loan contingency right. <laughs> I mean, so really no real protection for you in the transaction. Either you're going to sign a contract on day one before you've done any inspections, gotten an appraisal, um, you know, been through the rest of the loan process in terms of the, the collateral side of it, that you're just going to put your earnest money at risk which by the way um, earnest money is usually one to three percent of the sales price so that's that deposit you put down when they accept your offer if you're talking an eight hundred thousand dollar house you would be expecting that you're going to put a deposit down potentially non-refundable between eight sixteen or twenty four thousand dollars that is a lot of money to be relinquishing contingencies right out of the gate too, but that's how competitive it is.
3: Well, let me comment on this. So an agent that I not, I, so I'm helping a listing agent sell a home and we're going to buy another home. So I referred him to one of our clients. They've got the house listed that they lived in. They're replacing that house with a move up home. Right? So the house they accepted on their offer had no appraisal contingency so the appraisal comes back yesterday and the agent's like hey uh we're we're probably not going to move forward the appraisal came back twenty thousand dollars less than what our offer is and our agent the listing agent kind of laughed and was like you understand that you don't get to have that conversation with us right right so there's also agents out there that are working with these frustrated buyers that you talked about jay that are just saying, yeah, just just do whatever the multiple counter says, and then we'll just get into contract. Yeah. That's hazardous.
2: It's crazy. Hazardous. Yeah. So, so yeah. this gal
3: is probably talking to her broker today, learning about how, what an earnest money deposit is. Right. And when you remove your contingency at, at the time of offer, how that's affected.
2: While we're talking, I pulled up existing home sales news, um, you know, just want to Google it and remind myself. So this was published on March 22nd. This was the last time we had existing home sales. Um, and this is pumping out the February data. I know we talked about this on the show a month ago, but here's, this is really relevant right here. Um, the, the amount of homes sold dropped by a larger than expected margin. Um, Total supply of homes for sale fell by 29.5% on the year over year. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the largest annual decline ever of more than a hundred or more than a million housing units not available for sale compared to the prior year. Okay. Yeah. And then digging a little deeper into the report. Um, this, I read this twice to make sure that I'm reading this correctly. It says that tight supply continues to fuel home prices, which were 15.8% higher in February on the year over year.
3: Yeah. And January was 11.2 and December was 9.4 and November was 8.2. So and pretty so-
2: quick here, like probably By the next recording of this show, we're going to have the March read, and I'm expecting it to be somewhere between 15 and 20%, just following the trend line. And that is absurd. So there's real, real inflation in in the uh, house prices right now. It's, it's crazy. And you know, we're, Dude. we're dealing with it. We're dealing with it daily and just trying to make the best of it, but it's very, very frustrating. Um, and I, uh, real quick, I got to do the last break here, but I wanted to just say too. last week on the show, I shared that there's officially more licensed real estate agents in the country now than there are homes available for sale. So <laughs> boom, um, <laughs> That's a tight, I love it. That's a tight profession to be in right now. All right, got to do a break. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and do it, and we'll be back here in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters.
1: It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds.
4: Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash, and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786.
2: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
4: Just call 503 Loan. we the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending.
0: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number three. Number 328-358. In these times
5: of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley and Blakeley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley and Blakeley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Come to Blakesley and Blakeley with offices in San Luis Obispo,
2: Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member Fenra and Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get
0: pre-approved.
4: Just call five four three log We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending.
0: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending. Act. NMLS number 328358. You're
1: listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. We're in the final stretch here. We don't have much time. It took a long long time to get through that last segment there. Um, You know what makes me think it's a great time to sell, but the problem is I got to live somewhere.
3: You do. Mm. but You can live in another state. A lot of people are doing that.
2: Yeah. You know, here's the thing about that those other states have like bad weather and big bugs.
3: Okay. So that, yeah. So California has the Mediterranean (laughs) climate.
2: No doubt. It's great here. And we got little bugs, no humidity and little bugs. I'm going to stay stoking like a guy that's been
3: camping a lot lately.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, man. You
3: have, are you going once a month now?
2: Um, Would you say? I try to. Yeah. It's a great family activity for us. Get out and get some fresh air. Make some s'mores. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. How much Uh, time do we have left, Jay?
2: Oh, oh, only about um, five minutes or so.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. That's too
2: bad. Yeah. Yeah. I saw... um, for those of you that were going to wait out the GSE um, adverse market fee that came on, um, eesh, the FHFA announced that um, that's likely going to be reviewed in October to see yeah. whether it, it was sufficient or not at offsetting any would be losses. So if you were trying to to wait that out now, Uh, analysts are suggesting that you probably won't see that until 2021. And then um, will it go away? Hmm. Well, I doubt it. My prediction is not. Yeah. It's tough to make something like that go away. It's worth so much money. They're making billions on a little, on a little junk fee for people that already found the benefit in refinancing. So, Mm -hmm. you
3: know, I don't know. It's, it's the big payback for when they the they didn't let them fail, right?
2: Um, sure. Yeah. Well, I th- you know, as the, as you know, agency loans have these for accommodative forbearance plans right now, where if you're unable to pay, you can be in a forbearance plan, and there's some money lost when that happens. There's cash flow and money lost that they're hoping that these these added fees are going to help cover. So, um. Gotcha. I guess we'll know more later once it all gets evaluated and we see what the final score is. Um, yeah. But yeah. That's, that's partially why rates went up a little bit. Definitely not the only thing, but a little bit of it.
3: Was that November? Was that when it went into act? I was it October.
2: Um, they tried to roll it out, I think in August or September and then punted until d- there was so much blowback that they it pulled it back and then rolled it. I think they extended it until December 1st. Yeah. Something like that. I remember
3: that. sometime in the fourth quarter.
2: It was a bummer. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And but, then there was a two week jaunt there where Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac didn't want to do investment properties or second homes out of nowhere
2: too. Right. That was
3: that, that didn't was, help interest
2: rates. That was weird. And we're already seeing that kind of roll back a little bit. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Just, it's like just the weirdest thing. Midweek get to get that email, you know?
2: Oh, Hey. And by the way, yeah, no kidding. And and here's <laughs> another one too. Um, I, I wasn't sure if we were going to share this or not, but I'll go fast. Um, this was announced this week that the, that the GSE, so Fannie Freddie, are going to limit the acquisition of single-family mortgage loans with multiple higher-risk characteristics, um, a maximum of 6% of purchase money mortgages and 3% of refinance mortgages um, over a 52-week period, a trailing 52-week period. So that's just a, a rolling 52 weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Can have no more than two or more of the high-risk characteristics. A loan-to-value over 90 a debt-to-income ratio over 45, or a FICO score um, less than 680. So there's going to be a little bit more tightening in the conventional world that if you don't have more than 10% down or a debt-to-income ratio under 45 or a credit score over 680, you're likely not going to be getting a conventional loan. So. Yeah, it's going to start pushing it back to those private banks or those non-qualified mortgages. Yeah, or or into FHA, which eventually, right. you know, they're going to end up having to change some of the requirements or or um, you know criteria over at FHA as they become the dumping ground. So,
3: but they have to be careful because FHAs also do reverse mortgages.
2: Right. Yeah, and that but is you'll never have a federal government ninety yeah that's not something in conservatorship that's actually HUD. so interesting all the same um yeah so uh we're at the end here, so the housekeeping bit, I just want to remind you guys if you're if you felt like you missed the boat on refinancing as rates are moving a little bit lower now, get yourself in a good position to be able to to lock in a good low refi rate uh when we get there. I do think we're I think we got some downward pressure and I hope that it keeps moving in that direction. But, um, one phone number rings, all of our offices, 805-543-5626. Um, Mike, what's your phone number?
3: 805-234-0903.
2: Yeah. If you like Mike, you can just call Mike direct. Um, Otherwise, you can find us on the web at centralcoastlending.com. Thanks very much for your help today, Mike. Let Dan, Dan actually got some days off, I think, for the first time in a year. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, Well-deserved. And we will be back next week with another episode of Mortgage Matters. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Bye, everyone.
3: Have a great week.